All right, we're All right. live once again, and Wilhelm is back. Woo, we missed you, Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts. My name is Trent something something, oh, and we also have on the mic Mr. Lucas Miguel Gosta. Hey. <laughs> we got oh, since we're using names again. We got Christian Felix. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to that. Bring Wilhelm back one more time yeah. for the co-host. For the co-host. One more time. Yes, also Eclectic Sage, if you want to use my artist name, but I love going by both. (laughs) All right, so we're going to kick off this segment with a, uh, we're going to kick off this episode with a segment called Dreams Be Weird. I want to tell y'all about my dream. Now, (laughs) this is only a sliver of my dream, all right? Only a sliver. The whole dream has a lot going on in it. There's a date. That ends with a sexual encounter. There's a wow. trial. It's all this a other trial. weird shit. But I'm going to. I, this is a text that I sent to my friend, and it's going to be so. It's going to be very colloquial. So ex- excuse some. <laughs> Collo- of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, excuse. What, what time did you send this text? Was it was early. It was off, like fresh like, when I woke up. I was like, fresh off the because I had just talked to uh, the homie Chris with the. Um, the, the who we have podcast beef with, yeah. Uh, and I, we were last time I spoke on the phone with him, we were talking about dreams. And I woke up and I was like, he's gonna he's gonna hear about this one. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so here here goes. I had a dream. Ja Rule tried to break into the house I was staying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was with a group of twenty year olds. At first, it was just him. He stood outside the window with a super soaker. <laughs> he was looking through the glass door and said to me, this is a nice house. Makes me want to break into it. At that point, <laughs> I said, let me help you. And I opened the glass door. <laughs> he looked surprised. I then proceeded to beat the living shit out of Ja Rule. <laughs> His friend showed up. I stepped back. They were all 20-something frat types. Okay. There was about three of them. Um, and I left the sliding glass door open and took a step back. I took my belt off, and I <laughs> <laughs> they came in, and I started swinging my belt and hitting everyone. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> they retreat, and then the rest of my, the rest of my, a few of my friends showed up, and then more of them showed up. Claiming to be peaceful protesters because allegedly when Ja Rule claimed he wanted to break into the house, it was a prank. They all showed up with signs, <laughs> chanting, whatever, and they all got their asses beat. Oh, <laughs> this is sounding like um, everything everywhere all at once. If you know that yeah, scene, right, he just, yeah. he's just smacking people. I can see it trying to smack people with a belt. Very much like that. People were flipping and flying. I, uh, uh, I, I envisioned all of that perfectly. I woke up. I was like, what the hell is going on? But yeah. He was like, this is for Firefest. <laughs> <laughs> Where would I be without you? <laughs> um, you no. got to skip that attempt. Isn't he, he's from New York, right? Ja Rule? I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, he's from New York. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't think the so. The casual? I think so. Uh, who, who cares? It's ja Rule. <laughs> you know what's funny? My, my, yeah. my family. <laughs> the same way you guys, you listeners are like hearing this for the first time. I'm hearing this, so I'm not prepared. <laughs> True. But... <laughs> One of my family members bumped into him in the movie theater. 
uh, wow. over in Jersey. What was Ja Rule watching? <laughs> <laughs> was he watching himself? Did he go sleep? I hope it's everywhere, all, everything everywhere all at once. It, just, it was just a prelude for Trent because he's going to hear this one day. Yeah, right. Just be like this this one podcast dude just had like fantasies of me hitting him with a belt. <laughs> <laughs> flipping like a kung fu movie like oh my gosh Please. oh man that's hilarious wait so did he say anything in the movie theater i think they have a picture together really um, is it like a dark movie theater no 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 okay. no no this is like in the be- concessions stand in the lobby oh. and everything oh, that's i was so just saying think how like chaotic that would be it's like you blurry next to job rule in a movie theater it's dark credits oh behind that'd be a, that'd be an insane photo yeah i have by the concession stand yeah by the by the concession stand um also, this is like random out of the blue, but since we're talking about funny, like weird instances, I was going to the movies the other day and I randomly bump into like a, a premiere for Chris Evans movie, like Ghosted. He's going to oh. date the podcast, but literally he just was like walking outside and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> and we just like randomly bumped into Chris Evans. Is he tall? Uh, he did. He didn't seem that tall. He's like um, five three in person. No, 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 no. <laughs> he he's definitely like a he's like average height. Which I would I imagine. Was pretty short. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Most did celebrities you know via your dream or what? <laughs> oh no no. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down. I'm like, you go get you go get hit by this belt. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so through that dream, is there any sort of real life connection, or your mind was just Not bitten? Oh, out? I don't know what. The, well, with the exception <laughs> Were of you the, listening the, to like uh, Jaw Rule or something, like, I was not. I haven't heard a Jaw Rule song in so long. No, with the exception of the the person I went on, the person I went on the date with was the last person. Wait, I went where on the a date, date come with. in? Though? It was earlier. Like I told you, it's a long ass dream. Wait, that I wasn't woke in up, the text though, was it? Yeah, no, no, no. Right? That's okay. why I said only a segment. We'd be here all day if I tried to. Um, Describe Dream, the dreams entire dream, like yo, it was. It, I think I woke up nine times and still ended up in the same dream. Oh my god, so weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you had so, a whole season release. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like they, I, it was a, it was a binge. It was a binge watch of that dream. Yeah. Um, as uh, as we were just speaking off mic for all my all my weed smokers out there, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been off the kush the last three days, uh, in in pursuit of uh, dreaming. Uh, clearly. And, uh, you know, I had a dream last night. I was Whoa, like, wow, that's I'm like cool. returning back to like dreaming. It's you, crazy. You it's remember anything so from the dream? I do. I do. I do. Let me up. tell you. It was uh, it was pretty fun. It was a good time. So I was uh, <laughs> lately I've been on like a crazy. This is so weird. I've been on a crazy Harry Potter binge. Oh, yes. Um, I heard. Harry, crazy me. Harry Potter binge. Okay. Any Good listeners. I fuck with y'all if y'all like Harry Potter. Um, my goodness, thirty years old, just tapped into Harry Potter, never read the books, <laughs> watching the films, and boy, is it a great time. But um, anyways, I just finished the fourth one. Oh um, wow, you're far now. I'm pretty far. That's like ten hours of freaking Harry Potter content. But That's a lot of Harry. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the dream was very simple. I'm at work. Um, I at the time of this recording, I work at. Can I say? Is that fine? Yeah, you can say. Okay, yeah. I worked at the North Face on Fifth Avenue. Oh no! And uh, we can believe (laughs) they know. They know your entire name. They know your name. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Come and find me. But um, come and find me. Oh my gosh! I was. uh, Anybody else that wants podcast beef? Podcast. Come find me. I was at work. Trick up the boat. uh, (laughs) (laughs) True. You're not playing. True. Uh, 
But no, I just I met Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, it was really sick. My dream. It was like just super simple, very realistic, and uh, everybody's like sworn to me. I'm calling him Harry Potter. I'm like, oh fuck off, quit calling him Harry Potter. Just leave this man alone. Um, and he and I chopped it up for like what seemed to be 20 minutes, and I was like, dude. I love what you did with Harry Potter. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to how versatile you are as an actor in your yeah. career afterwards. Everything Amazing. you do is different. Um, he had that, that movie where it. he was a skinhead and stuff. That movie where he really had, what yeah, was that? He had to. He was like a, a spy for some agency, and he had to infiltrate. Uh, he had to infiltrate like a racist organization, so he had what? to like embrace. Yeah, them. I remember that. One. That movie. His was acting it good? was fee. Nominal, really crazy. Ooh. It was wow. Shout out to Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, seriously. amazing. Seriously, I amazing. mean, he just fucking played Weird Al. Like what? Like what? I in a biopic know. about Weird Al. Like, oh shit, that's right. He did do that. How oh. crazy is that? Hmm. And then like, yeah, I mean, everything he does is just so vastly different. And, and I, I think so that's sad. like a result of being Harry Potter and wanting to get out of that box. Of Absolutely. Yeah. And Have like, you ever seen Swiss Army Man? No, um, that I is one of the weirdest, most original movies I've ever seen. I like, want to say that was his first crazy. picture after Harry it, it was one of his. Okay, least. yeah, but yeah, it was it was pretty. And that was Paul Dano too, right? I believe. I don't remember. It's been okay. so long, but um, but yeah, I mean, I and also <laughs> like along with my fascination of uh, just the Harry <laughs> Potter series has been like just like the production behind it, which was oh, just yes. incredibly fascinating. And I mean, dude, they pumped out. Eight of these like two and a half hour movie on average films in ten years. Eight of them in ten years. Like yeah, so it's really crazy. I mean, is there any other series that like? I mean, not like they they grow up in real time. I mean, it's completely fascinating and like mm. just like the production that 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 went into it. Um, I mean, in a brief number flow, there was uh, the way they, that they, they had the directors too. Oh yeah, they they, they had multiple directors. directors from what I when I remember yeah they I did and like they either. all have their own unique take on it and they build on like the story further and further and further and they get they actually progressively get better too but anyways it's also mind-blowing that films can generate such revenue they put one billion into it and got like over seven billion out of the entire franchise which investing is your art sheesh that's Facts. one way to do it Facts. but um that was my dream it was sick meeting Daniel Radcliffe uh, in my own mind. Um, so you you didn't you didn't fight Daniel Radcliffe in your dreams? No, right? no, okay. all right. He didn't try to break. Give him it a, give it a couple soccer, nights. So. You know, you'll be you'll get into the weird shit. I might. I mean, you, you, <laughs> I mean, you have you know you can't fight Daniel Radcliffe. He'll just pull out like a wand. Uh, what is it? I don't even know what he said. What he said? Something. <laughs> Xperia I don't know. Or some shit, but. I don't remember none of the spells. I just remember that meme with the dude with the spelling bee, and he has the glasses, and he's like Iridosiclitis. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's my knowledge of Harry Potter. <laughs> I think you would like them, Christian. I think you ought to you ought to check them out. Whatever I, you have, like the the, the motivation time to, watch. to dedicate. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like you know what. I'm I feel like I haven't it. had the motivation, mind you. I have watched like snippets, and they used to play some of the old ones on TV all the time. Mm. And like I remember, like as they were releasing. And um, see, I, I don't remember that somehow. I, that was like my heyday of youth, but really? I don't remember that. I remember like, them being released. Fandom at the time. Yeah, my friends love Harry Potter. Really? Um, and I, when I went back to Texas last week, my mom's like, "What the fuck? Like, why are you watching Harry Potter?" Like, she's like, "You're like thirty. What are you doing?" I'm like, "Damn, they're I'm a wizard good. now." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Look, they're great. All right, that's all I have to just say." Just grab, just randomly like grab, 
grab a broomstick and just call yeah, it a day. Take off. Are you not Back allowed to, to watch Harry Potter after thirty? Damn. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, some the world is Here so I cool. I love them. Yeah, they're they're fascinating. So I'm and and also, dude, they tackle like really really gnarly subjects. Have you watched them, Trent, or no? I've seen um, I've seen the first two in their entirety, and then I stopped with the third okay um, we should do a like, little series dude, we should watch all of them they start <laughs> oh, to shit. tap that's, into like that's like a, that's death intense. and like i mean yeah just like i mean harry potter like ugh, dude i'm not gonna fucking sit here and spill the beans on everything i like about harry potter but um just like i mean just like the heroic nature of who he is like he i mean i'm not i yeah i'm not gonna get into it but <laughs> just like his 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 uh just like his heroic nature, but like he was touched by evil, but still he he strives to do the best and he tries to help people at all costs. It doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. Like as long as he helps people, he's willing to put his own life on the line. That's very noble. Uh, yeah, I remember in, that part. Time out. Like it's just it's incredibly admirable, and he's so wise. And I mean, obviously this is a fictional story, but just like the the attributes that. Uh, he possesses is just something that like you can kind of transfer into the real world and like put into your own um, practice or what have you. But, but anyways, um, yeah, that was my dream. It was, it was kind of a weird one. I'm not gonna say it was as crazy as Ja Rule. Um, <laughs> beat, beat down doors. That beat the cake. That beat the cake. That takes the cake. That was uh, <laughs> that beat the cake. Yo, that's a new that's expression. It. I'm gonna start. Using that. Uh, well, that one beats the cake. I love it. But, cake. I love you know, that. I guess coincidentally, um, talking about you know the Old heyday beat. of our youth, I'd have to say that ties into our uh, topic of today, huh? Yes. Episode eight. Episode eight. Nostalgia. Ooh. Whoa, Ooh. it rings sweet to each it and every does. ear. What we it have does. is nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia. Is this another Jules from the X? It is out? a Jules from the X shout out. Shout you know, out the Jules from shout the out X. Jules from the X. I love that video. Oh, shit. Hey. I'm gonna send him this episode. Yeah. And then he's gonna be like, oh, wow, you guys talk about me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. I didn't even know we had that. Yeah, <laughs> we, got a, we got a bunch of stuff. Whoa. It's just you got to flip through it. Oh, and I don't okay. want to like spend my time yeah. trying somebody, to be more present. Somebody uh, gave or somebody was like, nostalgia, what's that? And I'm like, well, shit, what is nostalgia by definition? Yeah. Oh, so You got it. Okay. Um, let's see. Nostalgia by definition, um, a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past. Typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Yes. Wow. Very, very near and dear. Is everybody nostalgic? Uh, Maybe not. I feel like... What does, that, what does that mean? Is everyone nostalgic? Describe a nostalgic Does everybody group? have that same like deep sense of nostalgia to some I th- degree? I think everyone experiences at some point. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we live in a culture of nostalgia. Definitely. Um. Really? And I was reading something. Well, I was listening to a lot of different things lately. Um, the listeners may not know, but um, we all take like photography. But lately, I've been diving like really, really deep into taking pictures, like going to events and just constantly being out. And um, I've been looking at like the ethics and other photographers throughout history, and just trying to understand the history and the origins of what it means to like be an image, and basically like capturing a moment and nostalgia is in a sense just reminiscing on 
a past and wanting to go back to it, but knowing that you can't. And that it's like a melancholy. It's not a happy feeling, nostalgia, um, per se. It's like... Really? I think it's pretty happy. It's like a bittersweet feeling. It's like... I, I think there's sweetness in between knowing that you can't go back, but knowing that it happened. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a weird um, tension that kind of like permeates. Um, and yeah, um, it stems from like um, a lot of the errors in terms of like we have... Um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we have to like progress forward with like technology and stuff. But like that concept is kind of... Um, it's kind of new for like mm. human beings to need be like, oh yeah, we're gonna in the eighties they dress like this, they acted like this, this is the time, and we kind of cement that as a thing. And then mm. it's just like, oh yeah, they're being nostalgic for that time. Then the nineties is this type of thing. Then the two thousands is this type of thing. Um, back then, people just like live just to live, and yeah. it's kind of hard to see that as a modern person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's um there's a lot of like philosophical theories that talk about nostalgia and how it kind of interweaves with uh the current especially in the internet age with so many images present Mm -hmm. um that we could look at catalogs of time and reintroduce styles or reintroduce things um to create specific effects so even like music videos now have like a lot of vintage filters and films and everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah um what do you guys think about nostalgia um Man, I'm such a nostalgia-driven person, like, for real. Like, I might be one of the most, like, sentimental towards, like, the, I don't know, the yesteryear of my youth that, um, and even yeah, put, it just rings so so near and dear to me. Um, I was going to say, yeah, and even I, I see as an observation, like, you mm-hmm. go beyond your youth and you go farther back to, like, James Dean and everything. It's true, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I... I I question myself on that sometimes, like what it is about. Uh, I, I, I suppose fundamentally, maybe someone should look more forward than backward uh, and their, the vision of their, of their life. But for whatever reason, I always gravitate back towards the past. Um, and that's not necessarily, I mean, it's for good things and bad things, I will admit, but for like things that really speak, or spark my interest it usually like ties into like things that have happened but again i'm always kind of thinking i'm like wait should i be looking more towards the future and like things that are to come versus like things that have happened because all in all there's nothing very tangible about the past besides like the relics that that once remained but i i do also separate my interest from like my own personal experiences um, in which, I mean, yeah, definitely like, I mean, there's a number of things in the past. I've been like studying the Beatles for like the last two, three weeks, just out of like sheer curiosity and like all the documentation there is of them. And I find it incredibly interesting, yada, yada. But for my own personal, um, you know, I guess, uh, emotional attachments. Yeah. Like I, I'm really a nostalgia driven person. I mean, living in New York city originally from, Dallas, Texas, Louisville, Texas, to be specific. I'm getting, I'm getting real personal. <laughs> oh my here. goodness! Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, every time I go back, it's just so I don't know. Like I, I just like every nook and cranny of the city that I'm from. I'm like, wow, I remember exactly what <clears throat> happened here at this time. Or, you know, not necessarily at this time, but like every nook and cranny. Like you could drop me off anywhere in that city blindfold, and I could get you know back home. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not sure what it is about like those times of the past, but like they're always, they always just make me feel so good. Um, and just like, so, 
reflective of like I guess where I come from and like kind of where I'm going um I mean I do all the kind of like classic shit like I'll like go on my high school football field at like three in the morning and just like it's so quiet I'm like wow I remember like coming out here back in the day and like going to school here all the girls I dated all the like good times I had like I I really don't know why and that's why I'm also like inquisitive I'm like wait does everybody feel like this or is it just like do I have more of a gravitational pull towards that than others I feel like that's a pretty universal feeling what do you feel Trent um, I think with some people, <laughs> well, specifically high school, because a lot of people had shitty experiences in high school. Um, how was your high school experience? Uh, high school experience was okay. Okay. Um, I think by like junior year, I was just ready to graduate. But I had some good times. I'm not really? Gonna, okay. My 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 shit wasn't shitty, but there was there was other things I was longing for that I never got the chance to do. Like, like um, what? Like what? Well, like prom or some shit or what? <laughs> no, hell don't tell okay. me you skipped it. No, no, I did skip prom. Oh. I was I was one of those people. Oh. You know what's crazy though? Chris, you went to prom. <laughs> I did go, but I didn't see these photos. Yo, photos. Photos. Oh my god, mine are so bad that like maybe we can make that like the episode, the yeah. episode photo. Yeah, I've got bad photos. Is, oh man. Straight oh up. my god, y'all would bald. fucking flame me if you saw. I didn't have no hair. Like listeners, Christian are, says this with a complete blank expression on his yeah, face. Yeah, no, too. I had no hair, but I love my pro. I love my photo for my prom because. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna my, show y'all mine. Yeah, my dad drove us. Um, it was me, my friend, uh, shout out Thomas, and my friend Michael, and we were just we were early for prom, so they had it at like this country club thing, which was like really cool. I'd never even been to the side of the, I think it was the, I don't even think it was the Bronx. It was like outside, like upstate a little bit, like mm-hmm. upstate meaning like Yonkers or something. It was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. New Yorkers call everything upstate outside the city. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like this country club thing, and we came early, and. We had a bunch of free time, and we just kept on. There were multiple venue spots, and so my dad just acted clueless and was like, "Is this the VIP club thing?" Because the thing we were titled, the title of the venue was the VIP club. So we just drove to places to get pictures at every venue. We're like, "Is this a VIP club?" And they're like, "No, no, no. Can we take pictures?" Yeah, sure, whatever. And I was just like, "Yeah, is this a VIP club?" So we just kept like going around. Is this a VIP club? And we're just we're just joking around. And then we pull up and we go to the, we get to the actual VIP club and they actually snap a picture of all three of us in the back seat. The boys? All the, all three of the boys in the back seat. And it's one of the coolest photos like of me there. Hey. Um, so question as it relates to nostalgia, because one of the, one of the reasons I skipped was I never bought into the idea of like the high school years being like the the peak of your life being the best like that i don't know that always annoyed me yeah cuz i don't i don't like the idea of someone else deciding what the best years of my life was when you when you look back at it um <clears throat> with all the hype and everything around moments like that you know in high school did those did those moments live up to it do you feel like looking back those are actually uh, as important as people like to to play them i I would say briefly that <clears throat> I, I think you have very little referential, um, you know, basis to, to say anything else when you're that young. Yeah, so that's I think true. that it is like, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. Like, you know, but what you've I mean? only lived 20 minutes. You know, so <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> but yeah. that that's my immediate hot take. But Christian, I was going to say um, 
for my high school career personally, um, just the way that like uh, things were set up at the time, I tried like to make the most out of my school career for high school. Were you like aware of that notion of this is the best? Yeah, but I didn't buy into it. Um, I felt like I felt similar to Trent. Like these are not like the best years of my life. These are just really difficult. But then as I got older, um, especially now, I think um, my current like standing is like every day is like the best day ever. Mm. Um, kind of just mm, like, type, like of, type of optimism. And um, yes, I could look at the past and like be nostalgic for it. Um, but yeah, making the best out of like what you have makes it so that um, that you... Um, you have like no regrets in terms of like actually living a full life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so being able to look back in like high school, I could look at good times and bad times and just say as an amalgamation, it just contributed to life. It wasn't anything better than now, mm-hmm. but it was, it definitely had its fun moments and I look at it like fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to say, I actually didn't answer the question. I kind of, <laughs> um, my views, uh, what was the question? My, what are my, my thoughts or views on nostalgia? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that, of course, I'm a photographer, so I, I, I obsess over moments all the time. Um, but I think that there's, uh, there has to be a balance with it. Yes. I think it can be good. Like you said, we do live in a nostalgia state. Um, but also you have to be careful because it's so easy to mm. look back on something that doesn't exist, something that you're not experiencing in the moment and romanticize it. Yes. And it could, you know, it could be when you're living in that moment, it can be the worst thing ever. But you look back on it and you realize, you know, maybe that those problems were temporary and you may treat it like it was the best thing ever. You know, you may only look at the... um the highlights. I and immediately when I was uh, at home thinking about this subject, I thought about breakups. Mm, uh, yeah. So in the majority of my my breakups, uh, getting out of those relationships, there's this initial vulnerable period where I, it, there's a high possibility of me getting back with the uh, whatever woman I was dating because mm-hmm. you know you you well the way my brain works, I start to miss those things that were good. And, you know, you have to I have to kind of stop myself and remember, you know, there was a reason for this breakup. There are things that need to be done before, you know, before you can um, Make even consider yeah, getting back with that person. And there's some work that needs to be done, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after time, it's like, OK, I realize it was best not to get back with that person because yeah. mm-hmm. of, you know, all the things that transpired and all the work that needs to be done, not only from that, but even, you know, before that on both sides you know so mm. you gotta be you gotta be careful with that and he said something uh fuck i lost my thoughts i started thinking about breakups he said something <laughs> interesting that i wrote down do you look Did back on those fondly now by this point in time of the breakups and everything <clears throat> i mean yeah i always i tend to be um even though i'm a little bit pessimistic uh that's what i was going to talk about mm-hmm. i tend to i tend to see i'm one of those people that tend to see the good in everything mm-hmm. um you know, but I do, like I said, I do add some some gravity to that and do acknowledge the uh, the bad. But even when I look at people, I try to see the best parts of it. Because um, mm-hmm. I think if I if I sat around thinking about the worst parts, I think I'd go crazy. But yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> going back to though, living into a uh, in a nostalgia age, I was watching this. Uh, a, a question popped up, 
because uh, I see my my immediate um, experiences with nostalgia. The first thing I think of is is media, you know, movies, television shows, and I was watching this movie called Black Phone. I don't know if you guys seen it. It takes Ethan place. Hawk? Yes. Okay. Yep. Oh yes, I know. What you're like saying. in yeah. the what is it the the seventies I believe. I'm not sure. I haven't seen. Like it. The I remember si- the it takes, ads though. Yeah, it takes place in the sixties and seventies. And <laughs> wait, you were just watching this randomly? Uh, yeah. Like it. Like so. I would I not take movie. you as a guy to just pick up a horror flick and start. Yeah. I, so I started part of my peaceful practices that I told you off mic Is watching was um movie? no not necessarily <laughs> horror can, movies. Can you please explain what peaceful practices? Uh, so I my thought was a, I thought it was a beautiful insight. Uh, yes. my my peaceful practices are things that I started doing to 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 help me become a more peaceful person, a more mindful person and and overall to to be more I want to say still, that's the word, but be more calm, you mm, know, not give that. in to stress and I've started doing different things. One of them is when I get off of work, I I download movies from Amazon and I start watching them on the train, like in segments. I'll watch like 20 minute train ride. I'll watch them. And I go back and forth between movies I've seen. Like first I'll watch something I've seen, then I'll watch something I haven't seen. And the movie that I hadn't seen was Black Phone. (laughs) And it was a period piece. And I was like questioning myself. I was like, what's the difference between, you know, something that's nostalgia driven and a period piece? Yeah. Um, so hmm. period pieces are, I think the, the, the biggest differences are they're set in that period, but they don't go out of their way to highlight yeah, certain or like things or, yeah. where, or where you have something like stranger things, which is, you know, it's That's a good an show, amazing show to but point it's out for nostalgia. Yeah. But it's a very nostalgia driven, you know, mm. it's, it's a lot of things are you, re- do you remember this product? Yeah. Do you remember this song? And it goes out of its way to highlight those things, you know, all for, the sake of consumerism and and not and that's not to say that there wasn't work put into the story and everything but you know netflix has a has a big machine behind it and so and that's think, as compared to blackhawk which is uh black phone <laughs> blackhawk black black ethan black no 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 yeah so the yeah the black phone was very much a like I, I was listening to someone talk about it who lived through that period, and they were like, "Wow, like it's really amazing." Like I felt like I was there, but it, there's never a point where it's like you hear any, you know, music playing. Like every now and then, you'll get like TV in the background mm-hmm. where somebody's watching the show. But for the most part, a lot of the um, the components really lend itself more to the story as opposed to, you know, trying to be uh, a nostalgia vehicle is what I how I phrased it. Much like yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. And I feel like um, to get back to um, just overall nostalgia and everything um, as it pre- uh, permeates media. Uh, yeah, there's. I feel like there's definitely distinctions between that. But um, I feel like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these pieces um, reintroduced new information to an environment like... Um, for instance, uh, if you take, I don't know, just like movies from that are period pieces, like um, let's say, I'm trying to think of a movie that's like really potent that you've just seen for like, nostalgia. Yeah, for nostalgia. 
Um, I mean, yeah, Stranger Things was pretty good. Maybe Stranger like, Things, I was gonna use that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are uh, they are they aiming for nostalgia or it's naturally nostalgic as you look back on it? Uh, naturally nostalgic, but even like the earliest movies kind of tie back to like, oh yeah, this is like slave era, like antebellum self type of thing, and mm. a lot of it deals with that type of um. That type of profound damn. Nostalgia. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, like, like yo, that like damn. like nostalgia is what? Think about what? Like the idea of nostalgia as it relates to racism, and because a lot of people, you know, especially in this Trump era, they wanna they wanna they wanna they wanna romanticize those times and and you know that's those are the the good old days. Yeah, you know, like, even even as um as we move forward in time a lot of like rituals um there was um there was a philosopher who talked about like rituals being inherent to like human culture Mm -hmm. and due to like the like the diminishing presence of like religion being like the full focus is more like uh religion is just like something that you can participate in but it's not like Mm -hmm. the folk society like i don't know a dinner now doesn't hit like the and you say like evening prayer every day mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like yeah it's not like that but um yeah those um that this the um the removal of like religion being the fulcrum of like how everything kind of functions people still need like rituals and stuff to kind of go through so then they pick like yeah. different things that they go through like let's say you go to movies every friday or you go to like this type mm-hmm. of thing just mm-hmm. so that you have like a routine because human beings like routine Yes, and um mm-hmm. yeah a lot of this in terms of how that relates to nostalgia there's like even like places that do like antebellum parties and they do like these things that are nostalgic towards like eras that have passed and everything and that mm-hmm. informs the future that they see like oh yeah this is just some ritual that we do while also like keeping and maintaining some of like the worst parts of like our personal history but i feel like the united states um culturally was um the united states had like a big uh cultural export and that Mm -hmm. was like our main thing like oh yeah we make movies we make this type of thing and then that informs how we do it so i feel like nowadays um with so many issues and so many things going on and with the internet kind of factionalizing and making everyone like go into bubbles um the idea they have like um a theory called like the monoculture I kind of mm-hmm. talked about it before, but it's basically like you have 80s and then this is a certain aesthetic. 90s, that's a certain aesthetic. And we have a shared cultural acceptance of that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But like nowadays, it's because like the internet kind of factionalized everything. It's just yeah. like, even when you send a friend a meme, it's just like, what corner of the internet are you on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it's, it's no longer like a monoculture that mm-hmm. we agree on. It's multiple subcultures. Yeah. And when like, did the monoculture dissipate? Um, some are saying like around the end of the the introduction of like the smartphone ish kind of going on. Yeah. But a lot of um our nostalgia comes from like technology, in the sense that like, um, it's the modern, I guess the modernist sentiment that you have to progress forward in time and mm-hmm. pro- and reach kind of like a utopic society. With like that's like technologically focused in some regards. That was like the some of the origins of modernism in terms of like you have like Marxist philosophers or you have other types of philosophers that are just like how do we create a society that's good and like 
functional and perfectly works. And that kind of goes into like utopia literature, like Looking Backwards by Edward Bellamy and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go forward. Um, and then you have postmodernism, which is like when the nuclear bomb kind of drops. Um, and then from there, uh, you have like people looking at technology as like, we can destroy ourselves at any time. And then you have like it showing up in media, like South Park, Simpsons and stuff as just like making jokes about the grand narrative of there being progress or there being something larger. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is to pair with now, which like um, there's an article that I want to link when we post this, but it's um, an article about like meta modernism. And it talks about how now is kind of like looking at the irony of like modernism, but wanting, it's a new found sincerity. So I say that it's kind of similar to absurdist literature. Um, <clears throat> but to break it down, basically it's just looking at, um, looking at like the current state of things, like climate crisis, this type of thing, just got out of a pandemic or whatever, and it's just like we got out of this, we looked at it, and um, but we're still pushing on, we're still making meaning, mm-hmm. we're still mm-hmm. making time for mindfulness, like mm-hmm. we're still making this type of thing, and um, nostalgia kind of bakes into that because it's reminiscing on past times, um. But like you said, rejoicing in the fact that like it happened. Mm. And I feel like that's a lot of the origins of nostalgia. Mm. Yeah. No, technology is an extremely big factor. I remember I remember when YouTube first hit the scene. Dude, it I think was I remember like, the two thousand six. Yeah. It was yeah. like mid two thousands. And I remember just like going on a kick and looking up all these old shows I used to watch as a kid that I couldn't find anymore yeah, because huge. they were yes. gone. Like that's the one thing about because I've lived, I've lived <laughs> in the nineties and then and even I'm the, I'm that's like the oldest true. person uh here. I've lived in the eighties some, but I really don't remember the fucking eighties. Um but yeah, and I remember like <clears throat> you know, watching a television show or watching watching advertisements for shows and you had to catch it at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't catch it, you had to catch it at the rerun time or you'd have to wait for like a rerun like in the summer or something. It was no instant playback. There was no no TiVo or yeah. none of these other things that you can immediately rewind like. And, and I think that's also technology in that sense is also kind of, I don't want to say destroyed, but helped like diminish our our ability to be present. Because when you were there, you had to pay attention. You couldn't be looking at something else. Because yeah. once it happened, mm-hmm. for the most part, that was it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's that's crazy to me. But no, uh, but yeah, YouTube. I was looking up, and I remember watching like all these episodes of the Power Rangers, and it's 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 crazy to think like how that's flourished since then and now like we can just go back to anything on an instant it's like yo did you see that thing that happened last night no oh hey i sent it to you yeah there it is just like that yeah yeah it's i don't know it's 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 insane wow and i mean i think that's what um i think that's where part of nostalgia comes in too it's like we you know a lot of um our hearts and our minds are kind of beckoning for a time where everything wasn't as easily accessible and you had to be mindful and you had to be present, you know, mm-hmm. cause I think a lot of that is lost. Um, cause I had to, uh, like I was telling you guys off, um, off mic, you know, I was at a picnic 
And a lot of people's default, you know, when the conversation stop is pull out your phone. Oh, yeah. You know, check and see. That's And that's where I had to kind of check myself. And I I try to check myself every now and then doing that. Um, And it's also weird, too. Um, There was a quote. I don't remember it verbatim. But it's talking about how you don't you don't really realize a moment is special until the moment is over. Yeah. And that's also become part of my peaceful practices too. I try to recognize a moment when I'm in it. Mm. And even if it won't be a moment, I try to treat it as a moment, mm-hmm. you know, because it could be special. Like right now, like, you know, uh, this is really dark, but you know, one of us can step out and, you know, get hit by an A train, sure, you know, yeah. uh, and then this will be, <laughs> we can run into job roller. Yeah. Like, I, I heard what you said. <laughs> I heard your little podcast, you know, and that could be the end of us. You know, you don't know how dangerous job roller is. He's out here in these streets yeah. still, what still hurting it. from what 50 said about him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, we may have to cut that out. <laughs> but I mean, you know, anyway, um, and then, mm-hmm. By default, this moment would be special because this would be, you know, the last moment we'd had with all three of us together, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's kind of my pushback to this this current era. But I mean, I think it's also it, it, it it's also a good way to be mindful and it's a good way to live, you know, acknowledging mm-hmm. people and staying present, you know. It's but, a, it's a good way of relating and and forming bonds with people because when you have shared moments or shared experience, it makes you feel like closer to somebody. Like mm-hmm. they live uh, close to our experience overall. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how that happens. But <clears throat> yeah, whenever you're with people more so than not, I mean, that's part of like whenever I go back home, you know, I, I see all these places and these uh, locations and I'm like, wow, I remember when I was with this person, that person and yeah, it just rings that much more true overall. So, so Absolutely. which part? Of, since you guys are a little bit older than me, <laughs> just a little bit, not much. Um, what part of your life do you feel most nostalgic about? Hmm. I would say. Yeah, I mean, immediately, probably like, probably like twelve to like sixteen. That was a that was a pretty good time. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Again, now that I think of it, it was because I didn't have much, like, reference of anything else. But, yeah. I mean, life was, like, generally simple. It was pretty pretty easy across the board. Um, and not that it's about being simple. Or, I mean, simplicity is definitely a beautiful aspect of life. But mm-hmm. not necessarily easy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, like, you have... You don't really have any financial problems. Uh, this is actually something I was telling my cousin when he was in town. But it's, like, everybody is on the exact same playing field whenever you're that age. Like, it's not about who has the nicer car, who has the better job, who has the most money, who moved where. It's not anything about that. It's just, like, you're only concerned with your immediate surroundings. And also, that was a slightly different time when, I mean, cell phones were around, but not nearly as prevalent with, like, social media and all that. So I think that naturally there's just, like, a little bit more of, like, a... Um, immediate presence to everything and I mean also you still have I mean you really had it's kind of interesting to think about but you had everybody in your life that like you had ever known so to speak like you had I mean I've lost my grandparents now so they're no longer here but like you know you had them Uh, my parents are late 30s early 40s so they were still in their youth essentially Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of just have like every tidbit of what you need. Um, so yeah, I mean, that I guess that would be my explanation as to why that that time in particular. But um, yeah, and I mean, just like what was on TV and shit. Of course, everybody's a little bit more biased yeah, yeah, as yeah. Uh, the era they grew up in, but Cartoon Network and whatnot was, was <laughs> certainly hit back throwback, then. Throwback, throwback. You know, Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's so Laboratory. So it's crazy that <laughs> all three idiot. of us, all three of us, have nostalgic feelings towards that show. Yeah. And oh, we've watched it at different times. Yeah. What? What about? Uh, what about you? What? What? For me, uh, I'm nostal. I feel like I'm nostalgic in pieces. So okay. I'll explain mm. that. So. Lately, I have been on an old movie kick. Ooh, so, nice. yes, I watch Rebel. You fraud! I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying. Just I swear. Do or do not. There um, is no try. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Yoda. I, every time I start, I get to like the scene where they're in the prison, and she's just crying. That's like that's four like minutes. Four in. minutes <laughs> in, and I just okay. can't you hear the mic drop? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so I make it to opening credits, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> but no, James uh, Dean just like getting lifted up off the off the thing. Like so, uh, in part, <laughs> old yeah. movies. That's interesting. Yeah. So, mm. um, I feel like we touched upon this, but uh, you can be nostalgic for times that you have not lived in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, one of, one of my favorite movies that I recently watched, or I watched within like the last year or two, um, that sticks with me all the time was um. One bicycle thieves. So I was watching the show Master of None. They did a callback reference. I watched a YouTube video. They said this is the original movie. I watched the original movie. Beautiful and tragic movie. Mm-hmm. Basically, this kid and his son. He goes out, uh, and they're trying to. What's um, the name of the movie? Bicycle thieves. Bicycle. This thieves. is like Italian film, um, forties, like I think post war, very impoverished, or like yeah, post war, very impoverished. Um, so this guy. <laughs> He's trying to find some financial thing. We love the city. <laughs> Yo, some of I'm not gonna lie. Earlier when the the bus like yeah, that was the, so the, funny. The, the brakes creaking. I got nostalgic like that. That <laughs> reminds me of my childhood so much because I really the bus a lot. Yeah. Anyway, wow. but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on. Go on. See, it's like little little like triggers and stuff. But yeah. yeah, so this man he's looking for a job. Um, his family spends all his his wife says I spent the savings on a bike to get us a thing so he gets the bike goes to work then his bicycle gets stolen out Mm. in the plaza and then it's him and his son looking for the bicycle and i guess i'll spoil this one um it is a old movie spoiler alert spoiler alert um you should still watch anyways but um the tragedy is like he's looking for his bicycle and he ends up becoming a thief himself and as he steals the bicycle and then you just see the innocence of his kid's face, like lose his eye, like lose, mm. like like mm. He, he believed in his father so much because he's trying to do a noble thing and trying to reclaim his bike, and then yeah. going all around Italy. But at the end of the day, he, he saw and witnessed his father become a thief himself, and that one was a really good one. That was just a good story. I implore wow. everyone to watch it. So, but oh, um, I was gonna say this um, this has um no relevance to my era, um. Admittedly, um, the story is universal, mm-hmm. but just me seeking out some black and white film um, and just wanting to exist in a period piece, like you're saying, like a time, mm-hmm. um, it, it creates like a weird feeling of like, I wish I was there. And that's another aspect of nostalgia, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So what is it that stuck with you about that movie? 
Um, one, just the way that it was shot. Um, the way that was, I always look at the way that things are shot now. Um, mm-hmm. in cinematography. Um, and the way that things are visually told to you. Um, and also just the sentimentality because I felt like really, really for the person. Like the whole movie, it was just, it was a very melancholic and uh, sad experience. But yeah, that's one movie. Uh, Casablanca was another movie. That one's a beautiful, like, romantic movie. Definitely mm-hmm. heard you mention that one. Yeah, I watched that one. Through. I really need to watch it again. The cool thing about old movies is that they didn't have cliches to pair from. It's kind of like you're in high school. Like, you have no reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, we're, we're at an era where, like, movies have been out for, like, almost 100-something years. Like, movies mm-hmm. have been around for so long. So, they have, like, a formula to them to make Yeah, a lot of tropes. Yeah, a lot of tropes to, like, if you want to make the most, like bang for your buck in terms of making a movie and getting returns um yeah. which is kind of like the marketplace of movies right now yeah you gotta follow the you gotta follow act the structure you gotta do yeah. this you gotta do that. yeah and yeah. back then they didn't have that so they just had like some twists and turns don't even sync up with now which is really cool because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can find something novel and old which is, that is uh, true which is i think also another aspect of nostalgia mm-hmm. um but yeah i say in pieces because one you could be nostalgic for times where you're not a part of so like i was nostalgic for that era and wanting to be in the era knowing for a fact in that era for my identity it was not a good time <laughs> it was, i am a man with like freeform locks like a goatee like it's not for me like that like casablanca would not happen for me like, <laughs> like it was it was not it was it was more callbacks to antipal himself for me i'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah like um but nostalgic in pieces. So you have times where you're like nostalgic for um, in your own life. You have times where you're nostalgic for times where you wish you existed in. Mm-hmm. And then it's nostalgic just for um, just in relation to like pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. And just um, mm-hmm. and just like media generally like cartoons, TV shows and just like looking at it um or looking at the present moment and seeing it as um, as something that needs to be captured too. Um, mm. And like I said, like with photography, you have to capture moments and like the ethics of it is like, um, it's like um, I was listening to like the work of Susan Sontag and she's like a writer and like cultural critic. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Philosophize This. I listened to like all his episodes on the podcast. Yeah, that's what was, you said. Was his name Stephen? Stephen West. Shout out to Stephen West. Yeah, shout West. out to him. Uh, very, very inspirational. But he covers like different philosophies and topics from different people. And then I, I tend to read the work when I have time. Um, but um, Susan Sontag was a critic and she talked about like the culture of nostalgia and what the image does to a person and memory and all that. And one of the main takeaways was um, one of the one of her critiques was how um people of the modern era look as um, are kind of like archivists mm-hmm. in the sense that they have to live a moment but capture it as well. And that capture it, capturing a moment and not letting it being lost to the ether mm-hmm. kind of diminishes the moment for her. What do you guys feel about that? That's understandable. Um, yeah. I, I know for a while, especially after school, a lot of people would question me, but... I got tired of being like the photographer, so I wouldn't take my camera everywhere yeah. so I can mm-hmm. be present because I don't want to be the person 
taking the picture of the moment. I want it to be in the moment, you yeah. know, like because it kind of the camera carries. Yeah, it, it creates a separation. Um, you know, you you have to stand behind it to take, and of course, you can do selfies and everything, but that's still, um, I don't know, it still creates a weirdness. So I, I get what she's saying. Yeah, I mean, it's that. like it's uh. Yeah, it creates a distance, but then it's kind of a double-edged sword because it also creates the bridge, you know, back for that moment at a, yeah. at a later time. But, I mean, being off Instagram for almost, like, two months now, that's definitely something that, that I've I've been um, kind of mindful of. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's kind of nice. I mean, when I see something funny or, like, worth capturing, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull out my phone real quick, but... Um, yeah, your pictures are amazing. <laughs> They're so fun. I'm like, how did she catch that strange thing happening? That's the best. I, I love the like little odd nuances of like, especially New York City. I mean, of course, there's there's a million things. There's to so capture. much to photograph. Shout out Subway Creatures if you follow that Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> thing is so. That, that shit is like New York, New York. Like that's the weirdest part of New York. MTA right? that, episode coming in hot. That is how we <laughs> feel about New York. Like, if you want to see New York, not like the pristine like. Oh my gosh! Look at this secret, like yeah. speak easy that's behind this rock. Like, yeah, no, no, look hip- at this dude that's behind this rock. Like, look, look, <laughs> no he hipster has, gentrified shit. This is real shit. Yeah, like he has an ostrich. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, yo, I think I saw on there one time somebody was in the subway getting a like laying on a table getting a, a booty tattoo. Yeah, that was so funny. That I shit remember, was yeah. wild. I was like, how do you get a butt tattoo in a subway? That station? shit must have been like. <laughs> Yeah, real uh, bumpy <laughs> in completion. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was on the platform. Yeah, it was on the oh, platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that was, it like was on the train. It was, okay. it was just like, it was so weird. It was like a table, and then he was just <laughs> playing flat. <laughs> yeah. You see the needle, and then the platform doors opening here. Ding, ding. And then he's just here, like, and you're just like, eh, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, where. I don't know. Out of all of God's creatures, how did two of them come together and be like, you know what, yo, L Train, uh, Jefferson, like, meet me there. <laughs> Maybe um, they just I'll didn't bring, have any time, and I'll they had to. Shit. All right, we have to do it here because <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be at my girl's house at seven. Otherwise, she's gonna hit me upside the head with a shooter. Crazy. To see this. <laughs> I need, I need a icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so what about for um for like individual like whether it be like a knickknack or like uh, obviously movies or locations? What are there any uh like individual uh you know little uh, pieces of nostalgia that that ring true to y'all? Whether it be a a Game Boy SP or a uh, oh yeah when you, you know, look a at a certain film or anything like that any. Any um, uh, big notables for y'all? There's there's so many things. Just like when you ask that the the question of like what period am I are, are we most nostalgic for? Uh-huh. I, it's hard. It would be hard for me to pick a period. I can name some, okay. but I can't. I couldn't just pick one. But with well, the, yeah, name fire a few off. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, my my college years are definitely something I remember fondly. I mean. If I'm looking at the reality of the situation, those were hard, lonely times. I was working a job. Uh, I was constantly, shout yep. Shout out to uh, college is the tough. Oakmont Country Club. Yeah, I was I was a full time student trying to work, and then constantly having car problems, uh, and just it, it was a very and I broke up with my ex. It was a very lonely experience, but I 
I pushed through and I blossomed and I learned a lot about myself and I made friends and mm. it was just, I recognize that it's not a time that I'll ever get back. Like so many different elements in there that happen. So many special moments. Like I remember uh, being on campus one time, I was walking to the library to, um, to edit some photos and then there was just like this group of black people standing around but it was a fucking cipher. Oh. And I was like, yo. Shout out to ciphers. So I, I had my camera on me. I pulled out my camera. And it was something that they did like every Wednesday. They would meet in like random spots and they would have like uh like it, it was a it was a rap thing slash poetry thing. Yes. But the ah, it, the vibe was so fucking good there. Like it was like when you walked there, when you when you walked into it, it was like, yo, this is this is what this is like the essence of hip hop right here. Like this is Damn, that's that sick. on the ground shit. Like it was so dope. And I started attending those like regularly just off off chance. So oh, wow. random shit like that happening during the college years. Like it was so crazy and unpredictable. Oh, another story. Uh, yeah, we, I feel like, <laughs> yo, I, as a quick comment before you start your next story, I feel like nostalgia hits the most when you experience a novel experience. Mm hmm for the first time like a novel experience something you experience only for the first time mm -hmm. and it just sticks and it's just something that your brain can go back to mm. definitely absolutely um yeah no i was once again it was late at night i was walking to the library of course because i was always going to the library because their computers were much faster than mine i could edit uh mm -hmm. i can upload videos do all that stuff oh, wow. and i was in the parking lot and I'm walking, and there's this brand new iPhone just laying in the middle of the parking lot. So I'm like, huh, okay, Whoa. I'll take it to... What year generation is this iPhone? Uh, I don't remember, because I don't have an iPhone, but it was, this was, um, this was like, when oh, a, man, whatever iPhone hate. was. You <laughs> were like, green text strength. <laughs> yeah. Green text strength. You're going to get those green texts from me, but that'll be, there'll be text of value, so, you know, there it'll make up for it. Um, no, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm this was that. like, this was like 2012, I, like I think maybe 2013 whatever iphone was new okay and it had like the the little like a little gucci case or whatever so i pick wow. it up wow. i was like okay maybe there's a name i could call to return the phone if not i'll just you know i'll turn mm -hmm. it into the campus security whatever as soon as i pick it up it starts ringing right oh. and the picture i think the name it was like the name was like Brittany or ashley something very uh -huh. like you know uh and then the picture was a pair of breasts what? <laughs> yes. And then so I answer it and I'm like, hello. Oh my God, you found the phone. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Where are you? And I, I tell them, you know, I'm at the, the UNT campus um, parking lot, uh, you know, to the, the library or whatever. I say, oh my God, I'm on my way. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Oh my God, thank you so much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so about five minutes later, this uh this like almost like a like a this big body older car pulls up and a uh, black guy gets out and uh, and the white girl who obviously those were her her, her daddy's her breasts <laughs> and and he barely says two words he's like yeah thank you man but she's like oh my god i am so grateful thank you so much for finding that phone she's like do you want to see some titties uh -huh. and before I, before i get a chance to ask answer she's like 
fuck that shit. You deserve to see some titties. And she lifts Whoa. her shirt up, and I see the same pair of breasts that are on the what? phone. I'm and I'm just standing there, mouth agape. And they get back in the car and drive off to the night. And I'm standing in the middle of the parking lot, like, what the fuck wow. just happened? What? Yeah, that was so random. I guess. What? I guess you picking up the phone was foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> that was really random. But if you I mean, had to put a, <laughs> somewhat of an accurate guess out, where were they going? Where were they driving to in the night? Wow. I mean, the man had his priorities straight. Yeah. I mean, he had the picture as the profile pic. That's crazy. Too. Wait, yeah, like but wasn't that her phone? No, that was his phone. Oh, that was his phone. That was his phone. And she was in there as whatever, and her profile picture was a pair of titties. Like, wow. That was so weird. I don't know what their relationship Maybe he was a pimp. Whatever. Whatever. It's not my business, but, yo, the... Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to random... Random two strangers, the the flasher and the the possible boyfriend, or I don't know. But um, yeah, but I mean, that's like, I immediately think about stuff like that when I think about the college years. There's even a song in my head that immediately immediately goes um, to that. It's the uh, Smashing Pumpkins. uh, Is it 1979? Uh, 76, I think. 1976. 1976. Maybe ni- 1979. I think you could be right. Uh, I, I always, I always get because I'm terrible with numbers, uh-huh. but I always get it mixed up. But that that song and let me let me look it up hmm. real quick because why like, that song was it like when you I don't know it just has it. that that sort of um hold on I wanna I wanna get it right ooh what what nostalgia 19, it was 1979 1979 um okay. I don't know like that song just has such a nostalgic feel to it it's got that it does those like airy vocals dun 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 and it's like coming in the back like that's like pure that song is pure nostalgia and that's what immediately when I think about that time period in my life I think about that song and like all these memories come flooding back wow I mean the good ones and the bad ones, but yeah. and the strange ones, you yeah. know. Yeah. The strange titties. I was gonna titties. say, um, I feel like I wanna do an episode just like on music, but music and memory, like I feel like music just cap better than a photo. Most because wow. I think I'm a I, photographer, that's a big statement. Mm. Well, I'm a photographer slash and he's I feel like ooh, the see, music I, side I, is beating the photography. See, I think I think the music <laughs> because photography captures something that your mind can understand uh music captures something that your soul can understand and i feel like i feel like your soul just is still whenever you play a song whether it's the first time the last time the uh, like forever last time like the permanent like last time you'll ever hear the song ever again Mm. um yeah your soul has seen Whatever's going on and whatever is happening and absorbs that into the memory of the song and it ingratiates that in your memory. So all the memories that you have playing during the time mm-hmm. for everything, it captures the moment so perfectly. That's why a lot of the times when um when I really want to remember a moment and attach it to a song, like I've done this multiple times, like there's mm-hmm. certain songs that I don't play anymore. Oh wow. Um really? just because if I want to listen to or remember a certain time I just played that one specific song and I just remember that moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm nostalgic in pieces. But yeah. That's dope. Mm. So a, fo- a photo can't a photo can't do that. A photo could just show you a somewhat agenda objective type of view of um mm-hmm. of what you allow to be in the frame. Rather 
music captures the sadness, the happiness, whatever you're feeling in that moment and just snapshots it. And then you play it again and then you re-snapshot it. So it's amalgamation of kind of how you remember things. It's just like when you remember something, you never remember it exactly and as accurately as it happened. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, sometimes that's for the best. Mm, yeah, um, it's yeah. true, yeah. So hot take, uh, Christian says that photographs are soulless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though. That's that, that, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've I've there's like certain photographs, of like especially like with people that pass that I look at, and it's like, oh shit, like it's like at this used to look like that. I used to look like that. Like I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I think music music does do something different to you for sure. Yeah, like do you remember a song that you played? Like in relation to, um, I know my great grandpa he passed away, um, but I remember a song that he used to always play like in his house. And like whenever that song, it was a Spanish song. Um, whenever he, whenever that song plays, I'm like, oh yeah, that's something that he would just like listen to. Yeah. Mm. Or like my mom's cooking, like. Whether it be like the smell or the sound of just like suave it and dun 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 suave it. I'll be like, yep, that's it's cleaning time or it's it's time to have some dinner. And mm-hmm. like a picture of us just like having dinner is like nice, but you don't get the feeling of it. It's like kind of like when you take a photo, there's a disconnect mm-hmm. and the nostalgia. I, I think, and this may be in part due to the age difference because I grew up when photos weren't as ubiquitous they weren't as easy to get I think a big mm. part of that is yeah that's true you know how how photography is treated uh these days because photo- photos are are everywhere especially with yes. like Instagram Facebook like that's part of it but they're so beautiful now they um, are like, they are they've they've gotten essential well in some ways they've gotten better but I mean they're just everywhere so I think we become desensitized to what the photo means yeah i think but i mean you know it is what it is uh but should be your next episode yes um but uh shit back to your were you wait were you finished um as far as nostalgia yeah um as far as like music and and photography in terms of nostalgia but um i find it awesome that we tend to have nostalgia through other means so Mm -hmm. like just you have a photograph you have music a lot of it comes to um, consumerism. Yeah. And I wanted to see before we it's like true. talk about like the the conclusion of our episode, like how currently like a lot of like things in terms of like media, like we said, Stranger Things, in terms of like consumerism and everything, how that kind of calls those like even, callbacks and everything. And even like Harry Potter is like, wow. Yeah. Even yeah. like vintage clothing, vintage clothing, yeah. thrift shop type of stuff. It's, it's interesting that and with clothing trends, how shit just comes back. Yeah, like Y two K is a is a is a thing, and yeah. it's just like you're the window of nostalgia because there's only so many nostalgia eras. I mean, you can only be. I'm not gonna be nostalgic for medieval 20. times. <laughs> like, chain link, you never know. Hey, like the, the if I pull up in the helmet. chain mi- chain meal, what? <laughs> Yo, yeah. make a could. meal in my chain meal. What's come oh. on? Oh. I, I was I was gonna say like you could visit wordplay the space medieval times as a kid and become nostalgic for that. I do like medieval mm. times. It was amazing. I was supposed experience. to take There's my medieval niece times there. in New York. Damn. 
No, I went down in Florida when I went oh, to go. Okay. There's, there's one in Dallas. There I is. Was, yeah, I was supposed to take my niece there. I was just thinking about that. We that always make going. plans to go. We should, we should well, know. I'm, next time I'm in Austin. We I'm need to go to an exhibit for a podcast. Or something. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we can carry the, uh, the, we need to find some portable mics and have like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a on, the, on the scene show. I can't on wait the for the scene. summer. Uh, but as recording, we're recording in the beginnings of summertime. So that we are. Yes, yeah, it's very so, exciting. So wait, what, what, what was the question again? Yes. Yeah, so what is nostalgia's relationship to our culture of consumerism? Okay. But this is very United States centric because we okay. live here. Did you want to start kick this one off, Lucas? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's just like because uh, nostalgia in its own is is kind of a, a conduit to make some bread if you're out for that endeavor i mean whether it be yeah like a reissue of an album or again vintage clothing mm-hmm. or uh to see the backstreet boys back on tour <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah. it is i mean i think that yeah it's it's just a good um you know avenue to to generate some money if, if that's what your endeavor is um yeah uh, that's, yeah that's about it what do you, what do you think Trent? Um, I think it's always been part of the culture. Um, it's just, I don't know, we're entering a weird, well, I'm entering a weird phase of my life where I'm seeing things like that I grew up with become like old school now. Like that's so weird to me. Yeah. But I mean, that that then becomes a market for people like me who are who may be dissatisfied with, you know, the current state of music or movies or whatever the genre may be you know it's it's definitely big business there's so many you know uh remakes uh re-releases repurposes um people even tend to bring back pot products that weren't successful yeah in you know their original form szechuan sauce szechuan sauce i was thinking about that too um and that was it, so funny i really wanted to go get that i really <laughs> went to mcdonald's so rick and morty had an episode and they called back to like a mulan <laughs> szechuan sauce that came with the movie release very obscure and people very. were fighting each other like and we have to have it. Wait, so it now. was like a McDonald's issued sauce? Yeah, yes. like it was. It was a specific um, promotion oh for God, the original Mulan, the the animated two D animated great, movie. Great yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they like like things like that. Like people can bring in or they can add a song in with a commercial to kind of make you go, hmm, I remember that song, you know, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't and ha- it doesn't have to have anything to do with it i think the idea of nostalgia has kind of um consumed consume consumerism it's kind of taken over a lot and i and i'm specifically thinking about movies because that's like my favorite that's why why i said it's the culture but i mean like um because so many things now is all right so you're gonna come out with a movie what is it based on is it based on a book is it part of a franchise? Mm-hmm. Was it a comic book at one point? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it an older movie? You know, and a lot of times it's hard to to come out when it comes to movies. It's hard to get uh, a big budgeted IP. Yeah, um, big budget new movie. Um, fucking yeah, like, that's that's, that's one of the things that was special about the Black Phone. As far as I know, it wasn't based on anything. As a matter of fact, the writer of uh, the Black Phone was actually part of the original. 
uh, well, not not even the original because they've had different iterations. But the the people from Austin that I follow the podcast, like the the writer of that, he was part of their. At one point, he was part really? of that group for Double yeah. Toasted. Shout yeah, out to he writers. was part okay. of Double Toasted. Shout out to. Aren't Double they Toasted on strike right now? Yeah, they are on strike. That's why I wanted to mention it. Uh, you know. Writers deserve to get paid what they need to get paid. Facts, and they shouldn't be replaced by AI. As yeah, well. that's part of their. That's part of their. That's uh, part of the their thing. Demands. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. headed down if AI is taking over. Writers. But shit, by the time this is published, it may be over. But who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the screenplay um, pipeline in terms of writers and everything to get original ideas out is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I now, guess it's just yeah. those like banking and funding all of these pictures just want you know a, a the biggest accountable racehorse that they yeah. can know will take them to yeah the top. But I mean, nostalgia is a feeling that everyone feels, like yeah. we said, and I feel like a lot of times it's kind of used. I won't say exploited because sometimes people it's really a little exploited. Yeah, it's exploited, but I feel like people do like you know the callbacks and references. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to lead the discussion until like we spoke about time and nostalgia because i feel like nostalgia is our like natural instinct to combating the feeling like uh time is wasting mm-hmm. and uh or like time of of time past and taking account uh time in general hmm. and our relationship to it yes sir i can see that yeah, that's yeah. funny though that you said because um, I was I was kind of trying to balance my argument because I felt like uh, a lot of it was against the current um, uh, I guess the current wave of consumerism and it is because yeah it, it can be a good thing too um, it it creates because it's not necessarily new to this you know this um, era this era because I mean plenty of rock bands have been touring you know, singing the same shit since, you know, they've been doing since the 60s or the 70s. Yeah. And now we're just getting into a point where I'm starting to see, like, rappers tour off their first, you know, their their most mm-hmm. popular albums, Isn't which Drake is cool. Isn't Drake doing that right now? It was all a Blur tour? For no? who? Uh, Drake. I don't even know if it's on tour. I like I like when artists do tours like that, like um, yeah. those other tours. I'm not sure about Drake, though. But yeah, I remember I when... That one. Remember when... I saw Kendrick for the first, it was my first concert ever. It was one of the best. <laughs> oh, wow. I, that I'm very nostalgic for. Hey. Um, funny enough, I couldn't get anyone to come with me. Um, because oh, it was from my I would have went to a Kendrick concert, yeah. concert with you, homie. Yeah, it was it was at Madison Square Garden. And it was his first time performing at Madison. Oh, wow. It's pretty epic. Yeah. So my aunt ended up going and she didn't know a lick of uh, Kendrick, but she just was like so excited and I knew every word. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's um. What year was this? I think it was twenty eighteen. Twenty. I had to be like junior year, okay. I think. Yeah, it was it was twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for um, for this, the reason why I brought it up was that he played all of his. He didn't have an album released in that year, so he just played like his hits and like songs that he wanted like he curated his set list from across Mm -hmm. eras of his career and discography which um in part was very nostalgic in itself um because like having a set list from like because artists tend to do this all the time like i went to earth king concert and they were like oh yeah if you guys like stuck with us from the beginning this is something that you knew like a Mm -hmm. mixtape thing so Mm -hmm. artists do like talk artists tend to like 
have nostalgic towards their own work too. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, their own roots. Yo, shout out to your aunt for going to the concert and yes. supporting yeah, you, not being dope. a Kendrick fan. That's what? so dope. She she loved mm-hmm. it. She was just like, wow. And we saw, and it was amazing because it was the whole label. We saw Sir, we saw Schoolboy Q, we saw J Rock, we saw SZA, we saw Isaiah Rashad. Shout out Isaiah Rashad. Shout out Isaiah Rashad. I love all of them. Oh, but that was probably like one of the best concert, first concert ever. And it was just like, wow, I can't even beat this experience. The only concert that I've been to, oh, I've been to a couple other concerts. I went to SZA's concert recently. Yeah. That was amazing. That was mm-hmm. a beautiful one. Um, it's amazing to see her headline something that she was just decided of from 2018. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, um, Tyler, the creator, every time he's at Madison Square Garden, a, an event. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Inspiration. Inspires mm-hmm. other people to change their stuff. Culture shifting. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. But those um, creating moments like that allows for people to have nostalgia too. So mm-hmm. I feel like whether it's writers, artists, um, they have to combat a lot of like the remake tendency and everything, mm-hmm. but they themselves can create moments that are present and then create something that can be an avenue for nostalgia for someone else as like something that makes them present within the time. So nostalgia is a double-edged sword for me, mm. I think. Mm, agreed. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm just so happy that you're on with you. That's such a dope <laughs> core memory. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that. Right? Um, that was, I was, no, that is sick. But no, like artists touring and revisiting things. That also allows people to experience something that they may have missed mm-hmm. the first time around because you know, yeah. what for whatever reason they were too young or maybe they were broke or they just weren't aware of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it's it's, it's like you said. Yeah, what's up? It's for fulfillment. Yeah, it's basically it's, hitting all the things. It's basically making you. I feel like. Nostalgia serves as a combat, as a tool to combat time. Whether you're like nostalgic for an old band and then you come mm-hmm. back and you're just like, oh yeah, like um, I have to visit this band because I wasn't able to in the past mm-hmm. to create closure and a meaning. Mm-hmm. So like I can say I, I did this and I use my time effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, gentlemen, beautiful thoughts. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Um, if anybody gets that reference, that'll be so funny to hear in the audience. The beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Um, closing thoughts. I mean, I don't think nostalgia is going anywhere. I think it's something that's just like you said. It, it's it's a natural part of the human experience. So I think people are gonna automatically flock towards it. I think. Uh, and maybe this will happen with the writer when the writer strike ends. Maybe yeah. there will be more push for original thoughts and ideas. Um, mm. I just I, I I would just love to see as far as like media is concerned a balance, you know, because I th- there's a point where I'm like, you know, even though something is quote unquote new, like I I have no or something that I loved. <laughs> Yo, shouts out to the city. Um, I have like I'm at the point where like if I've seen it before I really don't have any regardless of how exciting the trailer may look I don't really have any any urge to see it like I was like ah, I'm gonna sit this one out you know um, mm-hmm. so hopefully this will, I mean but I mean that, and that's not to say that there aren't original ideas out there please seek out um, independent movies and go go and support those and, yes definitely you know, there's a lot huge there's yeah. a market. If you seek it out, 
there's so much there and a lot of it is very very beautiful and sentimental and touching but no nostalgia is here to stay um as far as like consumerism and you know in my life i enjoy nostalgia i enjoy looking back on those things and experiencing those feelings even if it's Mm -hmm. not exactly how it was when i first experienced them i think that um you know i think i'm pretty good at balancing out the good and the bad in that so Mm -hmm. it's here to stay for me too yeah for me i think um i think that it's yeah it's it's a great reference point for reflection and seeing how far you've come as to where you're going and where you're currently at and i think it's um yeah it's it's almost like a healthy exercise when you know followed and and measured appropriately um but don't forget to be present don't forget to uh yeah you know look around what's going on i think um yeah, I thought of something a while ago where it's just like we're kind of living in a memory, you know. This will all just be a memory at, at, mm. at one point in time, yeah. and um, you know, one that I'm quite sure we'll look back on fondly. So, pay attention to the present, um, but be thankful for the past. Yeah, sometimes don't take out your phone to take out pictures. Facts. Yeah, just let get off know. Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna say what's on my head. I know y'all are looking ahead, at me like, what the fuck is he thinking? Wait, what's going go on ahead, over there? go ahead, say. No, go ahead, say it, say it first, say it first. No, it's gonna be part of my thank yous. Oh, that's it's right. Gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> connect it to that. Oh, great. Um, my closing thoughts on nostalgia. Um, I just appreciate that. Um, I've been able and afforded the chances to uh, see a lot in the world and my currently 21 going on 22 years of life um and i'm very nostalgic for this present moment because i'm gonna enjoy this pot listening to this (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the future but um yeah um i feel like the the sentiment that was touched on uh everything everywhere all at once uh we mentioned it the uh what was the other episode the Twilight episode, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone episode. Um, oh. Yeah, with the belts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, that movie's takeaway is that it's kind of like the general kind of consensus now um, that like time is kind of just running um, concurrently. So like past, future, present exist all at once. And um, to kind of combat nostalgia, um, the nostalgia is like worst effects because like we said we appreciate nostalgia um, just um, I would say our ability to see that the past the present and the future are all happening at the same time um, allows you to just be grateful for just being a part of the tapestry of everything so then everything becomes nostalgic and then you just are so present in, in life and um, mm. that's my that's my closing Oh wow! Like My that. closing thought was so weak. <laughs> uh, I'll start off with I'll start off with my thank yous. First, I want to send an apology to Ja Rule. <laughs> no shade, Ja Rule. I don't want. Yeah, beef. man. I'm sorry. It was just ja a dream, sir. It was just a dream. But like if you do speak. run up on me, oh. I will take off my belt. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's going to get clipped out of context. <laughs> I'm not any short, too. I'm not going to see him coming. Damn. Oh, man. Um, no. Um, I'm not going to see him. Uh, thank yous. Thank you to Susan Sontag. I actually did listen to those episodes. Yes. They were really informing. It was really good. I want to re-listen to them because I remember hearing Susan Sontag's name. I want to talk about her specifically because I think she's worth 
an episode. She mm. is. She is. worth an episode as a, as a current in current times. It speak. It spoke so much to me that it was just like wow. I listened to it like at least four times already. All three wow. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the mind you, the thirty minute podcast. So like I spent. However, do the math and then just comment below or something. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, th- those were good episodes. Um, thank yous to uh, all the oh man, I want to specifically because I'm the thing getting nostalgic about my college time. Thank you all the people that befriended me uh, during college. Those were some lonely times for me. Yeah. Thank you to the family that uh, that took me in the Gundersons. Uh, I I live with them throughout my the uh the tail end of my college career and they became like a second family to me and i love them so much and i got to see them last time i went to texas um also thank you to uh my my cousins and my brother and my aunts when i was uh filling up my backpack i actually speaking of nostalgia pulled out some old pictures that i forgot i put in my backpack it's like i'm like oh wait i'll show you guys real quick Real quick, real quick. Uh, Intentional and rustling. (laughs) Yeah, that I pulled out and I'm like, damn, that was so long ago. But yeah, those are my thank yous. I'm going to find these pictures while y'all are doing y'all's thank yous. Hey, thank you. uh, Thank you to all the good times. Thank you to all the bad times. Thank you for the present. Um, I'm happy to be here. Contrary to her name, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, they, you know. Cristiano, you, sir. Just uh, thank you. Thankful for everyone that makes me smile, whether past future present tense um i've been doing a lot more lately so um whoa whoa we see the photos hold on hold on trent just had whipped to, out the pit speaking of thank you wow i can That's see a, you immediately, a young trent. trent that was like is that your brother top eighth middle? grade yeah uh let me see let me see where he oh is. my gosh my brother's the one who looks like a thug who's got the Baby, yeah, that this I'm yeah thug. top middle. I'm, that's love, I'm loving this. This is amazing. See, oh, maybe yeah, my yeah, argument against day. music and photos. Is yeah, like, I get the, like I know that railing so well. That was my yeah, aunt's house. She yeah. stayed. Speaking of nostalgia, she stayed right next to the railroad <laughs> tracks. And at night, when the train would pass, stuff on the counter would shake. But I love that house wow, so much. That's that so apartment funny. so much. Is it's it funny that there? you pose the same. So many. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and this photo, the more Trent things like change, picking at his nose, <laughs> the more they stay the same. Um, uh, is that apartment building still there? I think so. It's been so many years. Like wow. that was what 1999, maybe 2000. 99, 99 to 2000. I'm sorry though. You had thank yous. Yeah, no. That, thank you for showing that. That was a, yeah. that was awesome. Um, thank you to uh, scientists um, that challenge what it means to exist in time the artists that do the same with nostalgia um and everyone that tries to uh really attack the question of uh feeling like i'm not supposed to be here um yeah just think i've just been feeling really really grateful for uh everything <laughs> lovely peaceful practices yes peaceful practices, peaceful practices yeah uh, that's a big yes. thank you all right that's our episode Wait, thank you so we have to do we have to do one final applause for the, hey, for the audience hey one last one for hey, wilhelm he's gonna take us out thank you guys thanks y'all thank you that has been Deep our love. episode it's been an amazingly loud audience peace, peace.